the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hour number two, as we continue on here, the Wednesday edition of Lifeline, it's Decision 2020, highlights of the Democrat National Convention on KFAX. Uh, Coming up within this half hour, we'll listen to an address given by the wife of Joe Biden, Jill Biden. We'll get to that momentarily. And then later on, the roll call of the states. As we continue on, though, here is former Secretary of State, John Kerry. Hi, I'm John Kerry. For the eight years of the Obama-Biden administration, we led by example. We eliminated the threat of an Iran with a nuclear weapon. We built a 68-nation coalition to destroy ISIS. We forged a 195-nation agreement to attack climate change. We stopped Ebola before it became a pandemic. Donald Trump inherited a growing economy and a more peaceful world. And like everything else he inherited, He bankrupted it. When this president goes overseas, it isn't a goodwill mission. It's a blooper reel. He breaks up with our allies and writes love letters to dictators. America deserves a president who is looked up to, not laughed at. Donald Trump pretends Russia didn't attack our elections. And now he does nothing about Russia putting a bounty on our troops. So he won't defend our country. He doesn't know how to defend our troops. The only person he's interested in defending is himself. This is the bottom line. Our interests, our ideals, and our brave men and women in uniform can't afford four more years of Donald Trump. Our troops can't get out of harm's way by hiding in the White House bunker. They need a president who will stand up for them, and President Biden will. Joe's moral compass has always pointed in the right direction, from the fight to break the back of apartheid to the struggle to wake up the world to genocide in the Balkans. Joe understands that none of the issues of this world, not nuclear weapons, not the challenge of building back better after COVID, not terrorism, and certainly not the climate crisis, none can be resolved without bringing nations together with strength and humility. Joe understands our values don't limit our power, they magnify it. He knows you can't spread democracy around the world if you don't practice it at home. And he knows that even the United States of America needs friends on this planet. Before Donald Trump, we used to talk about American exceptionalism. The only thing exceptional about the incoherent Trump foreign policy is that it has made our nation more isolated than ever before. Joe Biden knows we aren't exceptional because we bluster that we are. We are exceptional because we do exceptional things. On June 6, 1944, young Americans gave their lives on the beaches of Normandy to liberate the world from tyranny. 
Out of the ashes of that war, we made peace and rebuilt the world. That was and remains exceptional. It is the opposite of everything Donald Trump stands for. This moment is a fight for the security of America and the world. Only Joe Biden can make America lead like America again. There is former Secretary of State John Kerry. I mentioned earlier that the DNC in this virtual convention has been reaching back into the annals of presidential history, what with an address by former President Bill Clinton. We heard momentarily um, from former President Jimmy Carter. Now reaching back some 60 years, the daughter of President John Fitzgerald Kennedy, Caroline Kennedy, and JFK's grandson, Jack Slotenberg, made an appearance during the convention. 60 years ago, in a crowded L.A. stadium, my father accepted the Democratic nomination for president. He challenged Americans to look to the future and join him on a journey toward a new frontier. It was a call to the young at heart, regardless of age or party. Times have changed, but the themes of my grandfather's speech, courage, unity, and patriotism, are as important today as they were in 1960. And once again, we need a leader who believes America's best days are yet to come. We need Joe Biden. I've admired Joe Biden since I was a Senate intern in 1974. He shared my Uncle Teddy's commitment to civil rights, women's rights, and working families. He was a senator who cared, who led, who inspired. That's why I helped choose him to be Barack Obama's running mate in 2008. When I was U.S. Ambassador to Japan, I got to see Vice President Biden in action. He stepped off Air Force Two wearing his aviator glasses and a big smile, radiating American optimism and generosity. I saw a leader who was tough but fair, who commanded the trust and respect of other nations, and who always put America's interests first. Joe Biden's lifetime of public service reflects his unwavering commitment to our highest ideals. In this election, our future is on the ballot. For my generation, it will define the rest of our lives. We need to tackle climate change. We need to end systemic racial injustice. We need to make healthcare available for everybody, and we need to rebuild an economy that helps working families. We can do this. We can reach these new frontiers, but only with a president who asks what he can do for our country and what together we can do to build a better world. It's up to us. Let's get it done. Let's elect Joe Biden the next president of the United States. There is um, JFK's daughter, Caroline Kennedy, and his grandson, Jack Schlossberg. One of the aspects of this year's DNC virtual convention that has been on the surreal side have been appearances by Republicans. We note that yesterday, John Kasich, Former Republican presidential candidate and former governor of Ohio made an appearance. Today, former Secretary of State Colin Powell. Hi, I'm former Secretary of State Colin Powell. 100 years ago, a young immigrant left a dirt farm in Jamaica and set out for America. Three years later, a ship pulled into New York Harbor and a young Jamaican woman gazed up at the Statue of Liberty for the first time. They became my parents and they inspired me to finish college and join the Army. This began a journey of service that would take me from basic training to combat in Vietnam, up the ranks to serve as Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff and Secretary of State. 
The values I learned growing up in the South Bronx and serving in uniform were the same values that Joe Biden's parents instilled in him in Scranton, Pennsylvania. I support Joe Biden for the presidency of the United States because those values still define him, and we need to restore those values to the White House. Our country needs a commander-in-chief who takes care of our troops in the same way he would his own family. For Joe Biden, that doesn't need teaching. It comes from the experience he shares with millions of military families, sending his beloved son off to war and praying to God he would come home safe. Joe Biden will be a president we will all be proud to salute. With Joe Biden in the White House, you will never doubt that he will stand with our friends and stand up to our adversaries, never the other way around. He will trust our diplomats and our intelligence community, not the flattery of dictators and despots. He will make it his job to know when anyone dares to threaten us. He will stand up to our adversaries with strength and experience. They will know he means business. I support Joe Biden because beginning on day one, he will restore Americans' leadership and our moral authority. He'll be a president who knows that America is strongest when, as he has said, we lead both by the power of our example and the example of our power. He will restore America's leadership in the world and restore the alliances we need to address the dangers that threaten our nation, from climate change to nuclear proliferation. Today, we are a country divided, and we have a president doing everything in his power to make it that way and keep us that way. What a difference it will make to have a president who unites us, who restores our strength and our soul. I still believe that in our hearts, we are the same America that brought my parents to our shores, an America that inspires freedom around the world. That's the America Joe Biden will lead as our next president. Thank you very much. You're listening to Decision 2020, highlights of the Democrat National Convention on AM 1100 KFAX. Decision 2020 highlights of the Democrat National Convention here on KFAX continues. Next, we hear from the wife of Senator and former Vice President Joe Biden. Here is Jill Biden. I have always loved the sounds of a classroom, the quiet that sparks with possibility just before students shuffle in, the murmur of ideas bouncing back and forth as we explore the world together the laughter and tiny moments of surprise you find in materials you've taught a million times. When I taught English here at Brandywine High School, I would spend my summer preparing for the school year about to start, filled with anticipation. But this quiet is heavy. You can hear the anxiety that echoes down empty hallways. There's no scent of new notebooks or freshly waxed floors. The rooms are dark as the bright young faces that should fill them are now confined to boxes on a computer screen. 
I hear it from so many of you. The frustration of parents juggling work while they support their children's learning or are afraid that their kids might get sick from school. The concern of every person working without enough protection. The despair in the lines that stretch out before food banks. And the indescribable sorrow that follows every lonely last breath when the ventilators turn off. As a mother and a grandmother, as an American, I am heartbroken by the magnitude of this loss, by the failure to protect our communities, by every precious and irreplaceable life gone. Like so many of you, I'm left asking, how do I keep my family safe? You know, motherhood came to me in a way I never expected. I fell in love with a man and two little boys standing in the wreckage of unthinkable loss, mourning a wife and mother, a daughter and sister. I never imagined at the age of 26, I would be asking myself, how do you make a broken family whole? Still, Joe always told the boys, mommy sent Jill to us. And how could I argue with her? And so we figured it out together in those big moments that would go by too fast, Thanksgivings and state championships, birthdays and weddings, in the mundane ones that we didn't even know were shaping our lives, reading stories piled on the couch, rowdy Sunday dinners and silly arguments listening to the faint sounds of laughter that would float downstairs as Joe put the kids to bed every night while I studied for grad school or graded papers under the pale yellow kitchen lamp, the dinner dishes waiting in the sink. We found that love holds a family together. Love makes us flexible and resilient. It allows us to become more than ourselves together. And though it can't protect us from the sorrows of life, it gives us refuge, a home. How do you make a broken family whole? The same way you make a nation whole. With love and understanding and with small acts of kindness, with bravery, with unwavering faith. You show up for each other in big ways and small ones, again and again. It's what so many of you are doing right now for your loved ones, for complete strangers, for your communities. There are those who wanna tell us that our country is hopelessly divided, that our differences are irreconcilable, but that's not what I've seen over these last few months. We're coming together and holding on to each other. We're finding mercy and grace in the moments we might have once taken for granted. We're seeing that our differences are precious and our similarities infinite. We have shown that the heart of this nation still beats with kindness and courage. 
That's the soul of America Joe Biden is fighting for now. After our son Beau died of cancer, I wondered if I would ever smile or feel joy again. It was summer, but there was no warmth left for me. Four days after Beau's funeral, I watched Joe shave and put on his suit. I saw him steal himself in the mirror, take a breath, put his shoulders back, and walk out into a world empty of our son. He went back to work. That's just who he is. There are times when I couldn't even imagine how he did it, how he put one foot in front of the other and kept going. But I've always understood why he did it. For the daughter who convinces her mom to finally get a breast cancer screening and misses work to drive her to the clinic. For the community college student who has faced homelessness and survived abuse, but finds the grit to finish her degree and make a good life for her kids. For the little boy whose mom is serving as a Marine in Iraq, who puts on a brave face in his video call and doesn't complain when the only thing he wants for his birthday is to be with her. For all those people Joe gives his personal phone number to at rope lines and events, the ones he talks to for hours after dinner, helping them smile through their loss, letting them know that they aren't alone. He does it for you. Joe's purpose has always driven him forward. His strength of will is unstoppable. And his faith is unshakable. Because it's not in politicians or political parties or even in himself. It's in the providence of God. His faith is in you, in us. Yes, so many classrooms are quiet right now. The playgrounds are still. But if you listen closely, you can hear the sparks of change in the air. Across this country, educators, parents, first responders, Americans of all walks of life are putting their shoulders back, fighting for each other. We haven't given up. We just need leadership worthy of our nation, worthy of you, honest leadership to bring us back together to recover from this pandemic and prepare for whatever else is next. Leadership to reimagine what our nation will be. That's Joe. He and Kamala will work as hard as you do every day to make this nation better. And if I have the honor of serving as your first lady, I will too. And with Joe as president, these classrooms will ring out with laughter and possibility once again. The burdens we carry are heavy, and we need someone with strong shoulders. I know that if we entrust this nation to Joe, he will do for your family what he did for ours. Bring us together and make us whole. Carry us forward in our time of need.
keep the promise of America for all of us. Hey, everyone. I'm Jill Biden's husband. You can see why she's the love of my life, the rock of our family. She never gives herself much credit. But the truth is, <laughs> she's the strongest person I know. She's a backbone like a ramrod. She loves fiercely, cares deeply. Nothing stops her when she sets her mind to getting something right. And, you know, for all of you out there across the country, just think of your favorite educator who gave you the confidence to believe in yourself. That's the kind of first lady this Jill Biden will be. God love you. When we come back, the roll call toward the nomination. It's Decision 2020. You're listening to Decision 2020. Highlights of the Democrat National Convention on AM 1100 KFAX. Welcome back to Decision 2020, highlights of the Democrat National Convention here on AM 1100 KFAX. Typically, the nomination roll call is a noisy, um, kind of bothersome affair. This time, though, in the day and age of social distancing and virtual conventions, a bit different. Let's get underway. Mr. Chairman, coming to you live from the Wisconsin Center... It's time to begin our virtual trip around America. Our journey begins at the site of a major step forward in our national journey towards justice. Let's go to Alabama. John Lewis marched across this bridge in 1965 to demand the right to vote. A lifetime later, civil rights and voting rights remain America's great unfinished business. But those who walked this path before us showed us the way forward. If we want to honor John Lewis's incredible life, let's restore the Voting Rights Act and ensure that our democracy belongs to all Americans. Alabama casts eight votes for Bernie Sanders, and the great state of Alabama casts 52 votes for our next president of these United States, Joe Biden. Alaska. The waters we rely on to feed our families and make a living are threatened by climate change. When Joe Biden was vice president, he and President Obama made sure Alaska's tribes had a say on how these waters were managed. Donald Trump took it away. We must elect a president who will respect our voices, protect our waters, and address climate change. Alaska cast seven votes for Bernie Sanders and 12 votes for the next president, Joe Biden. American Samoa. Joe Biden honors our service, and we trust him to support our community. As vice president, he helped expand rural infrastructure to communities like ours, broadening our economic capacity. As president, he will continue to strengthen rural America from New England to the Pacific. On behalf of the governor, Lolo Matanasi Molinga, and the American Samoa Democratic Party, we proudly cast 11 votes for our next president of the United States of America, Joe Biden. Arizona. 
as a middle school teacher, I know that public educators are doing everything they can to make sure our students have quality learning experiences this fall. As a mother of a high school freshman, I know that it's far from perfect. As an NEA union organizer, I'll fight to make sure that it's scientists, parents, and educators that decide when it's safe to go back to school, not politicians. As an Arizona Latina, I proudly cast our votes, 29 for Bernie Sanders and 51 for our next president, Joe Biden. Arkansas. Feeding people is an act of love, and I think we all can use a little extra love these days. So we took our food trucks out into the community to deliver meals made right here at the Clinton Presidential Center for our neighbors in need. Even when our leaders let us down, America kept looking out for each other. Arkansas cast nine votes for Bernie Sanders and 27 votes for our next president, Joe Biden. California. Climate change is not a hoax. It's real. And communities of color have been bearing the brunt of this reality for generations. Joe Biden's plan to crack down on polluters to protect our air and water is about environmental justice and economic justice. He'll prioritize equity and bring new clean energy jobs to black and brown neighborhoods because that is how we build back better. California, home to our next vice president, Kamala Harris, cast 231 votes for Bernie Sanders and, and 263 votes for our next president, Joe Biden. Colorado. Han and I grew up in poverty as immigrants, but we've been able to make a decent living. We're extremely lucky. But now we have three family members that tested positive for COVID and it just doesn't feel safe to put Evan and Emma back to school. This is certainly going to be hard on them and on us, but millions of working families will have it much harder. I know Joe Biden cares about these struggles, and that's why I trust him to fight for us. With one abstention, Colorado will cast 36 votes for Bernie Sanders and 42 for our next president, Joe Biden. Connecticut. Firefighters are proud to put our lives on the line every day to protect our neighbors. It's a badge of courage. But while we are protecting your family, we need a president who is committed to protecting ours, and that's Joe Biden. He has the courage we respect and the commitment to working Americans we need now. On behalf of our governor, Ned Lamont, I am honored to cast Connecticut's 75 votes for our next president, Joe Biden. Democrats abroad. We represent the millions of Americans who live outside the United States and vote back home. Americans abroad can make a difference in the states that will decide this year's elections. We need your help to elect a president who will restore our standing around the world. Go to votefromabroad.org to learn more. Democrats Abroad is proud to cast 10 votes for Bernie Sanders and seven votes for our next president, Joe Biden. District of Columbia. Welcome to my hometown in the best city in the world. Washington, D.C. is 706,000 residents strong. We raise families, pay taxes, and serve the United States military, just like every American in the 50 states. The House of Representatives just passed an historic piece of legislation to make Washington, D.C. the 51st state. From Black Lives Matter Plaza, the District of Columbia proudly cast one vote for Bernie Sanders and 43 votes for the next president of the United States, Joe Biden. Florida. When my daughter was murdered in Parkland, Joe Biden called to share in our family's grief. I quickly learned about his decency and his civility, but I also learned about his toughness and how he's beaten the NRA. Together with the other victims of gun violence and our nation's youth, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris will take on the NRA again and win. Let's win back our freedom to live without fear. Florida cast 57 votes for Bernie Sanders and 192 votes for our next president, Joe Biden. Georgia. My mentor, Congressman John Lewis, knew that the right to vote is sacred. 
Georgians know that our ability to vote is under attack. Long lines, voter suppression. Donald Trump is even trying to slow down the mail and force us to risk our lives to cast a ballot. We will not be silenced. Take out your phone and text VOTE to 30330 and make sure your voice is heard in this election. From the cradle of the civil rights movement and in the spirit of good trouble, Georgia cast our 117 votes for our next president, Joe Biden. Guam. 70 years ago this summer, Chamorros became U.S. citizens. We are proud of our resilience, proud of our indigenous heritage, and proud to be part of this historic moment for our party and our nation. From the land where America's day begins, Guam cast two votes for Bernie Sanders and 11 votes for our next president, Joe Biden. Hawaii. I came from the Philippines to Hawaii, the land of indigenous native Hawaiians. Today, I want to speak to my fellow immigrants, to the essential workers on the front line, to the service members who wear our flag, to the parents with big dreams for their children. No matter where we came from, immigrants belong in our country's long fight for justice. We belong in the America we are building together. Hawaii, birthplace of President Obama, cast nine votes for Bernie Sanders and 23 votes for our next president, Joe Biden. Idaho. We're not waiting for Washington to act on climate change. Here in Boise, we know that clean energy doesn't just mean a healthier planet. It means good paying jobs. Imagine what we could do with a president that listens to science and leads with courage. Idaho casts nine votes for Bernie Sanders and 16 for our next president, Joe Biden. Illinois. Discrimination has denied too many black Americans the chance to own a home and build wealth. Joe Biden has a plan to end racist lending practices and help more people of color achieve the American dream of owning a home. This isn't just about racial justice. It's about stronger communities and more economic security for working families. Illinois cast 59 votes for Bernie Sanders and 122 votes for our next president, Joe Biden. Indiana. Here in South Bend, we once feared that our best days were behind us. But then we reimagined our economy with new jobs and even new industries. The Hoosier State is ready to lead America's recovery with our diverse communities, our talented workers, and our best in the world agriculture. Joe Biden's plan gives us a blueprint to revitalize industrial cities and rural areas alike. Indiana casts two votes for my friend Bernie Sanders and 86 votes for the next president, Joe Biden. Iowa. We were going to talk to you tonight about biofuels, but the powerful storm that swept through Iowa last week has taken a terrible toll on our farmers, our small businesses, and our families who are still without power. So while we have the honor of casting Iowa's votes, 11 for Bernie Sanders and 38 for Joe Biden, we also want to ask you to keep Iowans in your thoughts during this difficult time. Kansas. I'm a fourth-generation family farmer, but I worry about the next generation. Many of our young folks end up moving from a rural community to find jobs. Joe Biden has a plan to help uh, new farmers get a good start. And by funding uh, schools and health care, he'll make sure that rural communities remain great places to live, work, and raise a family for generations to come. Kansas, the Sunflower State, proudly cast 10 votes for Bernie Sanders and 35 votes for our next president, Joe Biden. Kentucky. One day when I was 14, my mom wouldn't wake up. Calling 911, I was scared not only because she was sick, but because I knew we couldn't afford the bill. Thank God she survived. 
When I told Joe Biden that story in 2008, he promised to continue to fight for folks like us and got busy passing Obamacare. Two years ago, when mom had a heart attack, we only had to worry about her getting better because Joe kept his promise. The Commonwealth of Kentucky cast all 60 votes for the next president of the United States, Joe Biden. You're listening to Decision 2020, highlights of the Democrat National Convention on AM 1100 KFAX. Welcome back to Decision 2020, highlights of the Democrat National Convention as we continue the roll call process to the nomination. Oklahoma. 99 years ago, racial violence devastated a thriving black community here in Tulsa. Today, hatred still lives in our nation, but so does resolve. Oklahoma refused to let ourselves be defined by division then, and our nation must turn back the tide of violence again now. Oklahoma cast 13 votes for Bernie Sanders and 24 votes for our next president, Joe Biden. Oregon. As black Americans standing on native land, we proudly represent Oregon. The dual viruses, COVID-19 and racism lay bare unequal health care access and deaths in communities of color. The Democrats are working to bridge divides and make sure everyone has equal access to low or no cost quality care. Today, Oregon cast 16 votes for Bernie Sanders. And with Senators Wagner and Merkley's support, cast 57 votes for Joe Biden. Pennsylvania. When Joe Biden was young, his father came to this house in Scranton, sat down on Joe's bed, and told him he lost his job. It's a moment that stayed with Joe his entire life. Right now, all across America, working families are experiencing that same fear and uncertainty. But Joe Biden has a plan to help them and to help our country build back better, creating millions of good-paying jobs so more parents will be able to tell their kids what Joe's dad said to him all those years ago. It's going to be okay. Pennsylvania cast 34 votes for Senator Bernie Sanders and 175 votes for the next president of the United States, Scranton's own Joe Biden. Puerto Rico. Los puertorriqueños somos ciudadanos estadounidenses. Algo que Donald Trump parece haber olvidado en los momentos más difíciles que enfrentó nuestra isla. Joe Biden siempre ha apoyado las causas de Puerto Rico y como presidente será nuestro aliado en la Casa Blanca. Sé que es la mejor alternativa para que los sobre 3 millones de ciudadanos americanos que recibimos esta bendita isla de Puerto Rico podamos ser respetados. Puerto Rico emite 5 votos para Bernie Sanders y 53 votos para Joe Biden. Rhode Island. Rhode Island, the ocean state, where our restaurant and fishing industry have been decimated by this pandemic, are lucky to have a governor, Gina Raimondo, whose program lets our fishermen sell their catches directly to the public, and our state appetizer, calamari, is available in all 50 states. The calamari comeback state of Rhode Island casts one vote for Bernie Sanders and 34 votes for the next president, Joe Biden. South Carolina. Mr. Chairman, 
I am Jamie Harrison, candidate for the United States Senate, speaking from the campus of South Carolina State University, the alma mater of Majority Whip Jim Clyburn, and the late Dr. Emily England Clyburn, for whom its Honors College is named. This proud HBCU has contributed 22 general officers to our armed services. And tonight, I proudly cast South Carolina's 64 votes as follows, 15 for Bernie Sanders and 49 for our next president of the United States, Joe Biden. South Dakota. Midakiapi, relatives. As a first American and citizen of the Standing Rock Sioux Tribe, I welcome you to the Pahasapa, the Black Hills, the site of my creation story and home to the Ocheti Shakowi, the Great Sioux Nation. We often say, Midaku Yeyoyasi, we are all related. Our next president must lead by this philosophy for the betterment of our next seven generations. We cast three votes for Senator Bernie Sanders and 17 votes for our next president, Joe Biden. Tennessee. 100 years ago tonight, suffragists based here at the Hermitage Hotel in Nashville cheered as Tennessee became the 36th and deciding state to ratify the 19th Amendment, granting women the right to vote. This year, I'm casting my very first presidential vote for Joe Biden. Women will decide this election and will replace Donald Trump with a president who respects us. Tennessee cast 23 votes for Bernie Sanders and 50 votes for our next president of the United States, Mr. Joseph R. Biden! Texas. A year ago, my safe community of El Paso was targeted by a domestic terrorist who murdered 23 innocent people, injured 23 more, and devastated all of us. His motive was racism and xenophobia. In the face of hate, we choose love. Siempre lo hemos hecho, siempre lo haremos. And in the face of continued gun violence in America, we demand change. The time has come to act. With one abstention, the great state of Texas cast 98 votes for Bernie Sanders and 161 votes for our next president, Joe Biden. Utah. Here in Utah, we've had mail-in voting for years. If you're registered to vote, you automatically get sent a ballot. It's fast, it's reliable, and it's easy for everyone to participate. In 2016, we had turnout well over 80%, and this year we're expecting even higher. That's why Democrats and Republicans here in Utah agree. Mail-in voting strengthens our democracy. Utah cast 17 votes for Bernie Sanders and 16 votes for our next president, Joe Biden. Vermont. The state of Vermont, strongly believing in economic justice, social justice, racial justice, and environmental justice, proudly supporting democracy and the Constitution of the United States, and vehemently opposed to the authoritarianism and racism of the Trump administration, is proud to cast 15 votes for Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders and nine votes for the next president of the United States, Joe Biden. The U.S. Virgin Islands. In recognition of our governor, Albert Bryan Jr., and our delegate to Congress, Stacey Plaskett, we bring you greetings from the Virgin Islands of the United States. Yeah! Where a young Alexander Hamilton was raised, the vacation home of a nominee, with turquoise waters, white sand beaches, and friendly people. We cast our 13 boost for Joseph R. Biden. Yeah! Virginia. Three years ago, my beloved city, Charlottesville, Virginia, was attacked by white supremacists and a young woman was killed. We were attacked again when Donald Trump praised those racists, turning his back on a community that just wanted peace. That was the day Joe Biden decided to join this battle for the soul of America, 
Over time, my wife, Ghazala, and I have come to know his soul. He's a decent, compassionate man. He will bring this nation together. Virginia cast 32 votes for Bernie Sanders and 91 votes for our president, Joe Biden. Washington. Xin chào. As a 15-year-old refugee from Vietnam, I knew that education was the key to finding opportunities in my new home. When having children of my own, I became an advocate to improve the public education system that gave me a chance to contribute to our America. Democrats invest in education because we are committed to fighting for all kids. Washington cast 43 votes to Senator Bernie Sanders and 66 votes to our next president, Joe Biden. West Virginia. West Virginians have changed the narrative about public education. Parents, teachers, and service personnel have worked together to fight for safe and welcoming schools, sufficient funding for classroom equipment, and fair wages for teachers and school service personnel. Elections matter, but so does activism. So let's keep fighting to guarantee a quality education for all our children, and let's elect a president who will fight alongside us. West Virginia cast 34 votes for our next President Joe Biden. Wyoming. After our son Matthew's death in Wyoming, Joe Biden helped pass legislation to protect LGBTQ Americans from hate crimes. Joe understands more than most our grief over Matt's death. But we see in Joe so much of what made Matt's life special, his commitment to equality, his passion for social justice, and his boundless compassion for others. With three abstentions, Wyoming cast four votes for Bernie Sanders and 11 votes for the next president of the United States, Joe Biden. Wisconsin. Welcome back to Milwaukee, Wisconsin, a great city on native land on the Great Lake. It's the place where I was born and raised. This is a community that's been faced with some significant challenges due to historical injustice. But what many don't see is the joy, the resilience and opportunity that lies within this community and so many others across America just like it. We're hardworking people fighting to provide for their families and to build a better future. We know that we build a better future for our nation by channeling Wisconsin's legacy as the birthplace of the labor and the progressive movement and uniting around a bold, inclusive agenda that uplifts every community in the pursuit of a more just future, one that recognizes health care as a human right, one that tackles the climate crisis and takes on racial and economic justice. Wisconsin cast 30 votes for Bernie Sanders and 67 for the next president of the United States of America, Joseph Biden, Delaware. Long before this train station bore his name, you'd see Joe Biden up here on the platform with the rest of the crowd, on his way to work or going home to his family. That's always been his North Star, delivering for families like his own, working people who struggle and sacrifice to build a better life. Nobody has ever had to wonder who Joe Biden's in it for. Our nation faces daunting challenges, but I've known Joe Biden for 40 years, and there's nobody I trust more to lead our party, unite our country, and restore our standing in the world. What's more, he's humble. He tells the truth. He treats everybody he encounters with respect and builds bridges, not walls. He is a leader made for this moment and the finest public servant I've ever known. Delaware is proud to cast its 32 votes for our favorite son and our next president. Our friend, Delaware, Joe Biden. That's going to do it for our coverage from Decision 2020 highlights of the Democrat National Convention here on KFAX. And of course, uh, with that final nomination and the roll call vote, that officially makes Joe Biden the Democrat nominee for President of the United States. That's going to do it for this edition of Lifeline. Back with you tomorrow at 5 o'clock. Till then, for our producer, 
Wanda Sanchez, my engineer, Nate Nelson. I'm Craig Roberts reminding you, don't just keep the faith. Get on out there and share it. Make it a great Wednesday evening, what's left of it. Till next time, so long. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of Lifeline. Thanks so much for being with us. And if there was anything you heard on today's show that you'd like to hear again or share with a friend, grab a copy of the Lifeline podcast. Simply log on to kfax.com. That's kfax.com for the Lifeline podcast. Our producer is Wanda Sanchez. I'm Craig Roberts. Till next time round, remember, just don't keep the faith. Get out there and share it and make it a great evening. So long. Opinions expressed in the preceding program do not necessarily represent the views of the ownership, staff, or management of KFAX. Copyright Salem Communications, all rights reserved.